Okay, guys, welcome to our next episode. Today we are talking about discipline versus punishment and what do we actually do with this? Um, I kind of feel like discipline gets a really bad rap in like gentle parenting circles um, or equivalent. And I'm not saying that to like diss that type. I personally just don't think anyone needs to label their parenting whatever like just do no, what feels good just, right I'm at the end of the parent, day really I'm just a parent I'm just doing <laughs> I'm just what feels right yeah um so yeah anyway it gets a bit of a bad rap which to me doesn't really make sense because when we really understand what this word means um we understand that really at the yeah at the root of it it's just essentially student and it means mm -hmm. to teach so I think out there at the moment there's still or not at the moment, like there has been for quite some time, there's this whole um, belief that discipline equals punishment. And it's mm. not. And it's just I think not, that's right? the thing, right? Yeah. I think that's why it gets such a bad rap because people are using them as synonyms and they're absolutely not synonyms. <laughs> yes, no. correct. Like punishment really is about inflicting pain of loss on someone um, for something that they've done wrong. And when we talk about like our children and their development and understanding that their brains are not fully developed and stuff, like they're not, they're not doing anything wrong. This is just part of their learning. This is how they figure it out. Yeah. So um, they really don't understand right from wrong for a very long no. time. <laughs> no, no, they've and got it's no our job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's our job to teach it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess like when we're angry. You know, it, it does feel like we want to like dish out a bunch of like consequences and like ground them and <laughs> rant and rave and take things away, punish them till they're 21, you know, all that kind of stuff. But really, I think I think the motivation behind that is just that parents just want their kids to learn. Um, mm. But we know that that's not that's not really helping them to learn. I think also yeah. on the, the topic of consequences, like there's, you know, bad consequences and good consequences, right? Like it's kind of like, hey, you know, if you jump on the couch, you may fall off and crack your head open. That is a consequence of that action. But natural. I think we're using them as like, yeah, right, right. Like a natural consequence. Like, you know, if this happens, then this, that's a consequence. And those are unavoidable. What we're talking about when we say consequences is like, if you do not do this, then I am going to do this kind of thing. Like, you know, if you don't eat all your dinner, then you don't get dessert. Like that's the type of consequences we are talking consequences in itself are not avoidable <laughs> and they mm -hmm. are they have their place but it's more like threats I think is a maybe yeah. a better word yeah yeah threats and punishment and mm. yeah yeah it's just I mean like for me it's just not a respectful place to parent mm. from and no I I remember all kinds of consequences and punishment um, mm. growing up. And of course, like our parents are always, you know, as parents, we're always just doing the best with what we know. But I feel like we, yeah, we can start to actually know better and do better now. Yeah, yeah I heard a really absolutely. good quote the other day on Instagram and it was like, a lot of people in the comments didn't agree with it, which I don't really understand, but it was like, our parents' ceiling is our floor. Like they knew Ooh. what they knew and like we've started from the best that they could do, right? Because that's all that they knew. And like, don't get me wrong. Some parents obviously didn't do the best that they could have. And I think that that's mostly what those comments were talking about. But like, if we go from like our parents did the best that they could with what they had and just assume that they, you know, had our best interests and hearts and all of the things. Um, but then we can do better because we know better. And I think that's why a lot of the time, you know, when we're sort of, like our parents would be like, oh, you know, you're spoiling them. You're, 
you know, you're, you're setting them up so that they're going to like run circles around you. You need to give them consequences. You need to teach them to stop manipulating you. That's what they were taught. Like that's, Mm. that's what their parents were telling them. So I think a lot of that comes from like a guilt that they, like we're coming in and being like, well, you know, we're not doing that. We're not hitting our kids. We're not, you know, we're like getting on their levels and we're letting them express their emotions. And they're like, well, we didn't know to do that. And instead of being self-aware enough to go like, oh, wow, you know, if we'd known that, we would have done that. We're, you know, we're sorry. They just go, well, you guys turned out fine. Like, you're fine. Yes. You know, you got sniped and you're fine. Fine. It's such a high goal, isn't it, to just be fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. It's so true, really, though. Like, are really fine? <laughs> yeah, and it's so true. Like, I think, you know, like they were trying to implement boundaries and that's quite often in parenting that's the same thing that we're trying to put in with our kids except the way that you know and and the way that they lived like the lifetime that they lived Mm, in and they were parenting it was so different to ours that the way they implemented boundaries was really different yeah yeah Yeah. but um I think yeah a lot of I hear a lot of people say to me sort of you know yeah my mum always says this you know they don't agree with the way that I parent things like that and um I think just like maybe being gentle with our parents when we're uh when we're talking about this stuff and remembering that they didn't do it on purpose they just and like our kids will be the same our kids are going to come to us and be like well you guys did this and it was the worst and we're gonna be like oh my god we didn't know that <laughs> I'm so sorry I messed you up <laughs> I always love because I mean I lived in Australia for pretty much the first without my family um for the first four and a bit years of my parenting journey so I literally got to like pave my own path with my parenting Mm. um and then I came back and then I was like oh so this is what it's like to have people's opinions and comments and drop-ins and things like that and I'm a bit more of a um I say bitch, but I just think I'm a, I'm quite empowered in my parenting. <laughs> so I just turn Holy around and I go, Holy. hold on, you had your turn. Now it's my turn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you like to take yeah. these kids and feed them? And them yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm just, oh, it's so funny. And you can just see them just go, oh, yeah, I suppose you're right. But I've been quite lucky, but I am quite forward with what I say, so. Yeah, but it's true though, you know, they, our parents did the best with what they had and they got to do it their way. And now we get to do it our way and do the best with what we have and what we know. And I mean, I think, yeah, you would definitely know like corny with what you do, but like the space of children's psychology really has only existed for the last, well, I always say 20 years. And then I remember that like, I'm a lot older than that. (laughs) (laughs) like it really wasn't a space that was explored you know the 50s 60s because children like didn't was... matter back then children were mm. seen and not heard they were little they were like heard. that's right yeah they were like little handbags you know they were just you know they their house was pristine and the children did not live in it like they were just things to be controlled and brought up and like yeah, accessory. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> or it was, or it was more like maybe just the path. It was it's the expectation of life. It was yeah. grow up, get married, have children. Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think um, the thing around discipline that I just I really want to make you know clear is that it's not just about stopping the behaviour. In those moments, like in the heat of the moment, that's not the time to teach our children, okay? We have to wait for it to come. And we'll be chatting about this in some other episodes in more detail. But 
when we're talking about discipline, it's about teaching the skills while strengthening the connections with our children. So the attachment between, you know, adult and child, um, but also just strengthening the connections within their brain. So creating really healthy neural pathways. Um, and we know, like we, you know, we did an episode uh, or, we, or we've got an episode coming up very soon on, you know, kids and pushing limits to punish them for something that is developmentally appropriate for their age and stage, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. learning through repeated experiences or, you know, punishing them for having an underdeveloped brain. It's not respectful, but it's also like just damn not logical. It doesn't it's unrealistic. make sense. Totally, yeah. totally unrealistic. And I think sometimes when you double down on your children to try and confine them and control them and make them obedient and fit them in a box tidily, because obviously a lot of this might even come back on our, um, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to look like shit parents, right? So well-behaved mm. child equals outstanding parent, okay? Yes. That's that's not true, but that's, no. that's, <laughs> that's the feeling that we get, right? When, yeah. when obedience is the goal, we will get so much worse behavior from our kids. Mm -hmm. So 100%. I think like if we really kind of come back to the bones of it, if we kind of take our parenting from a space of we want them to learn and we want them to learn, you know, about connection and all of the rest of it, we actually need to let go of the outcome. You know, like yes. whatever, whatever practice we're putting in is what we're putting in it at the moment and we know what our goals are from it but we can't control that outcome at the end. No, yeah. I think it's, right. I think it's a massive trigger for a lot of parents because like, again, we were raised that we had to be obedient or, you know, that's what we're being told. So it triggers us when our kids aren't like that. And again, instead of kind of going in and, you know, this is like way, way deep, but like, instead of going in and be like, okay, why is that upsetting me so much? Mm-hmm. We just go, well, my kid isn't being obedient and they should be obedient and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But realistically it's our problem it's not your three-year-old's problem that they're losing the plot you know because Mm. you've told them that they can't have chocolate for breakfast they don't understand that and that's a completely appropriate reaction for a three-year-old maybe not for a 30-year-old for a three-year-old absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so you know i feel like tantric when i can't have chocolate for breakfast too like i get it (laughs) yeah yeah you know like we've we've learned that that's not an appropriate reaction and that's what we need to teach our kids as opposed to yeah like you were saying court instead of stopping that behavior being like hey yeah i i get it man like chocolate's good but we still can't throw ourselves on the floor over that like how about we you know maybe we can have it later or blah 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 blah, blah. Like, yeah. yeah so many things i just find yeah. as well like the whole punishment um the whole focus on you know being coming from a punishment or a really authoritarian mm. obedience um mindset as a parent is that it's so dramatic like you are constantly Mm -hmm. on them like timeouts consequences reward systems yelling smacking taking away privileges or toys it just wastes so much fucking energy and it ruptures the relationship no end and these things don't inherently demonstrate our deep love for them and when you look Mm -hmm. at behavior um when you only look at behavior the the oh god what's the word i'm trying to say when we are trying to create change in behavior and this is more Mm. not from like a parenting perspective this is more from like a my background is teaching so from a teaching perspective you always need to be the person and i think this is the same for parents actually let's be honest but you always need to be the person that is giving to their child not taking away if you're constantly taking away 
that really is going to like screw up the relationship that you have uh, with your child. But if yeah. you're giving, you know what I mean? Like there's so many examples that I could go through, but you know, even, um, oh, I won't go down that pathway. It's probably going to be a little bit like <laughs> productive for what we're talking about today. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm. I think like, it's really important to remember as well, I think like, and it was such a huge uh, wormhole that I went down, but when you kind of talk about it across the basics as simple is that like all of those things that you were talking about, whether it be yelling, hitting, taking away the dramatics for a child that activates their stress response. Yeah. So quite literally you put them into fight or flight. Like the only mm. thing, that, like nothing good is going to come from it. If somebody hits you, you're not like, Oh yeah, thanks for that. I really needed mm. you to just you, that that snatch out me out of good it. Now. Yeah. Like <laughs> your natural response is going to be to hit back. And yeah. if we want them to be able to trust us, we can't do something that puts them in that state of confusion of you're the person that I should trust and I should go to but now you've hit me or you've yelled at me and I want to run away from you. And now let's be honest, I don't know what the fuck I should do. I'm confused. Yeah. And for yeah, a something dropped in for me yesterday when I was, I went for a walk yesterday and something just that dropped in for me while I was going for my walk. It was like the same hands that provide the comfort and the reassurance and the love and the support can't be the same hands that hit or hurt. No. Because that's 100%. so conflicting. So, so conflicting. And like, yes, our kids need boundaries. They need yeah. consistent boundaries. They don't need guesswork because any if they're constantly guessing what kind of reaction or response they're going to get from their parents, that's fight, flight, freeze. That's growing up in yeah. nervous systems. Yeah. That's that's um, you know creating neural pathways that later is going to need to be undone through some really serious like therapy or healing work. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> but the main thing I think at the end of the day is that we are wanting to make sure that we're rep rep uh, repairing the relationship. So it's not like. This is the thing that gets me, I think. It's not like, oh, I'll just smack my kid and I'll say sorry after. Like, that's mm. not how that works. No. So no, I think that's really no. important to make. No. no. I think it's you, important you think as well that, like, as a teenager, if you know that if somebody upsets you or doesn't do what you want them to do, is the right thing to do hit them? Like, you know, yeah. we've seen lots of these angry early teenage yeah, things, like, in so our sad. time. And every time yeah. I see it, I just kind of go, you know, your fundamental learning is that when somebody doesn't do what you tell them to do or they do something that upsets you, well, then I should just hit you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's so counterintuitive, right? Like, oh, I'm going to teach you to not hit me by hitting you back. By hitting you. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to get it mad at you when you hit me back. No sense. Mm. doesn't yes. make any sense. So, yeah. like, it's all well and good. No, but it's all well and good to say like, don't do this, don't do that. But I think that a lot of the time we miss like, what do you do instead, right? Like in that moment when your child is hitting you, instead of, you know, making threats or, or you know, putting them in timeout, like how do you cope with that instead? Because yeah. like, yeah, it, like what was saying before in the moment, like, you know, when they are flying off the handle, screaming, throwing things around their rooms, you know, or crying or whatever, like basically the like their brain has completely shut the door on the upstairs area mm -hmm. so like they mm -hmm. cannot be reasoned with when they are feeling those really strong emotions so that is yeah. not the time to be like hey you know we're allowed to feel like this but we don't hit so what do we do instead <laughs> right what do we do because it's like yes. yeah in that moment like yeah. holy crap like you are you are losing the plot and i do not know what to do in this situation so now we're going to go know. through some bits and pieces of like what you can do instead <laughs> um so if you guys haven't read 
the whole brain child or anything by Dan Siegel, like strongly recommend all his books. Mm. They're incredible. <laughs> Such a fangirl um, over here. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, but it's so important that, you know, yeah, when they are getting really upset or, you know, when they are doing something that potentially, you know, isn't maybe a behavior that we want to continue, it's unsafe, it's just, you know, downright not nice like I don't know about you guys but I don't love having a three-year-old screaming in my face um it kind of triggers my fight or flight (laughs) Um, 100% and then you've got two unregulated people but like it is important that yeah we go back to that whole this is happening to them they're not doing this to me and Dan Siegel says you know connect and redirect so sort of you know get down on their level, like get down on their level, get down to their eye contact, you know, sit on the floor with them, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, you come down to their level. But I think court, I may have learned this from you or read it somewhere. I don't know. I've learned it from somewhere. But like when they are in those, they're losing it, you know, use as little words as possible. Yes. Don't don't get up in their grill and give them a full-blown essay. It's like, why it's not okay to hit. We have an episode on this coming up. Oh, my God. They can't listen. It's like having a a competition with yourself of how how can I say what I need to say in the least amount of words. Absolutely. I am such a fan of this, such a fan of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, with the whole, you know, connect and redirect, redirect um, mm. it's just about, you know, connecting with them emotionally, deeply and empathetically, like properly. Like it's not just like, oh, you yeah. feel sad. Like you really do need to mm. connect on their level. Yeah. Um, or down on their level, literally yeah, on their level. Yeah. <laughs> you, and and yeah. usually like a lot of misbehaviours come, like the root cause of that, of those Mm. misbehaviors can be just a lack of connection so it might be just such a Mm -hmm. time in your life that is particularly stressful or there's a lot going on Mm. or you're having to do a a lot more than you would usually do so the one-to-one stuff and the you know the rhythms the rituals and the routines tend to go out the window and then you can see the behaviors start to take a spike so when you first connect with your child by understanding why they're feeling the way that they're feeling you're probably going to start just curbing a lot of the behaviors just by doing that alone so just yeah. it just really needs to be quite simple. And I think the other thing as well is that, you know, gentle parenting or attachment parenting or um, mm. respectful parenting, a lot of people feel like using connection is a bit passive. Like it's a, it's, you know, it's a bit of permissiveness. You're just mm. letting them do what they want, try, you know, sweep it under the rug. We don't want to push any buttons, this, that, and the other. It, but it's not like discipline is not that. You are not being walked over. You are still addressing the behavior, but you are not punishing the child for being a child. Yes. Yeah. And I think, and I think in that, like, connect and, well, yeah, connect and redirect, like the important part as well is is coming back to it later and when they are actually mm. open to hearing you, um, yeah. like being able to actually have a conversation that they can hear. So, mm. yeah. um, you know, it's it's definitely important to be able to, yep, yeah, have that moment of, you know, real, like I kind of call it energetic connection. It's not just an yes. eye contact a surface level thing like you yes. and you feel it like you feel it when you energetically yeah. connect and then you can redirect their attention to something else um yeah. it might be a different book it you know a change of scenery god get them the mm-hmm. right colored bowl you know like really redirect <laughs> them help them calm down and then come back to it later and you know obviously mm-hmm. it's all very 
age and developmental dependent. But, you know, for my six-year-old, I know I can come back to it in a few hours and be like, let's talk about what happened. And Mm. because she can hear me in that moment, it's going to have so much more effect moving forward. Like if I was to say it while she was having a meltdown, she's not going to hear anything. (laughs) Nah, not at all. You've got cortisol, you've got adrenaline. It's like someone telling you to calm down. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Never. Yeah. Fastest, way to, and, um, fastest way to wind me up. I think <laughs> yeah. it might also yeah. be yeah. Dan Siegel. I feel like we're going to reference him so many times. Oh, um, but he talks about, like, as adults, we use the phrase, you know, you get blind with rage. Yeah. And for kids, they become deaf with rage. Like, they literally yeah. don't hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. So being Seems able to come back overload. to it. Yeah, come mm-hmm. back and coming back to it later. Um, and having yeah. that conversation is so much more powerful. Mm. And then it's, yeah, I, um, as you said, it's not permissive when you come back to it. <laughs> no. I've always found with my kids, like, coming back to it while we're playing, while we're having that one-on-one connection, mm-hmm. instead of, like, you know, don't sit them down in a formal freaking sitting. Like, they're not going to listen to you. A three-year-old no. is not going to sit at the table and be like, okay, now let me tell you all the things that you did wrong. Instead, like, I'll pull out, you know, like, our kinetics or the train tracks or something like that and build with him and I'll be like, Hey mate, you know, let's let's chat about this because you know, yeah, like you were angry, but it's still not okay to it's not okay to hit your sister. <laughs> like, yes, that's, that's not yeah. okay. So what can we do instead? You know, and again, I think um, going like, yeah, what can we do instead? Let them yeah. take the lead, sort of thing, yeah. instead of barking yeah. at them the entire time. Like, make sure that they're receptive rather than just talking at them. Uh, that's what I absolutely love is that being able to teach the alternatives. It's like uh, something that we Ooh. use a lot in our in our home, um, more just for, not for my five-year-old, more for my two, my now three-year-old, three oh. but um, <laughs> three. is, is, <laughs> is, is um, ask mummy for help. Say, mummy help, mummy mm. help. Yeah. Um, mm. And like that takes so many, so many, so many repeated experiences, mm. modeling, um, showing, teaching, you know, all of those things. Like it's not going to happen just because you've told them once or twice to do this. It does not mean that it's going to happen overnight. You have to understand that this is the foundations. Like these are the building blocks that we are creating. It's not going to be perfect in one hit. And I think just, um, just to finish off is that when we are doing those redirections, like, we are teaching, we are talking with them with love, with respect, with 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 empathy. We need to be really mindful of the people that are around when we're having these conversations because I, I'm sorry, but one thing that really shits me no end is actually chastising or, or disciplining or punishing. Not, I don't like that anyway, but doing this in front of family, like extended yeah. family, doing this in front of friends, doing this publicly, you have to keep your child's dignity intact a hundred percent because shame and embarrassment and blame is a disgusting feeling as a child. I hate it as an adult, but to feel that as a child, like I've got some core memories with those feelings and just Mm -hmm. like, it still makes me sick. You know, like if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have that conversation with your husband in front of people or your partner or your friend or whatever, like if you wouldn't say that to a friend in front of anybody else, don't say it to your kid. Like they deserve yeah. the same respect that your partner gets, that your parents get, that your friends get, that the people that you or love that get. Just because yeah, that you or that you want. expect like, yeah. for yourself. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If you wouldn't want somebody like coming at you being like, "Hey, you yelled at me, and I didn't like it in front of you know your closest family friends at a barbecue," like don't do it to your mm. kid. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Just keep it yeah. simple. Oh, yeah. good. Thanks, ladies. I loved this. This was so good. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.